You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games for WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, we got a good episode here today. We're going to start talking a little bit about Miami today, however, first... I really just want to dive into Kenny Pickett's performance against Clemson. How good was it? How much did he help his draft stock in that game? I also want to talk about, is Pitt starting to feel the effects of the win over Clemson? Two recruits this week have committed. It was a big dry spell for them. Also, we'll talk a little bit about A.J. Davis transferring with Izzy out. How could that affect the running back rotation, if at all? And lastly, we will talk a little bit about Miami. They lost Bubba Bolden for the year. Will their secondary be prone to big plays? All that and more on Locked On Pit. Folks, I mean, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. And Pit with that win over Clemson, obviously a huge win, but just as important. Is the talk around Kenny Pickett and his performance against Clemson? Because we're talking about a guy that is really rocketing up boards. Mel Kuyper released his new draft board today. Kenny Pickett is quarterback one, and he is 15th overall on Mel Kuyper's mock draft board. Unbelievable. Just, just an unbelievable rise for Kenny Pickett. I mean, he wasn't even in this guy's top. 11 quarterbacks to start the year, then he was at 7, and now he's all the way up to number 1. Numero uno. Unbelievable climb for Kenny Pickett, and his season continues. What he what did he do against Clemson that said, man, this dude is legitimate? And there's a few key things he did. And, I, and I'm going to say, I think the biggest one that he did was he looked poised, He never looked like he was going to be overwhelmed with the blitzes, the disguised coverages. He was reading the defense extremely well and at a very high level, if you will, uh, during the entire game. It was very impressive to watch. When you looked at Kenny Pickett that entire game, even when they weren't getting success, this was a guy that seemed to be processing the defense well. Yes, he was a little bit off rhythm and maybe wasn't anticipating things because against Clemson, I think this was the defense he had to get more NFL throws in than any other game, and boy, were there a few NFL throws. Let's talk about that Addison touchdown. I mean, rolling to your right and throwing that off balance, fading away, and putting it right in the bucket on a key third down for a touchdown when your team needed that spark plug was massive. That was huge. He didn't make too many mistakes. Only one interceptable football for charting from PFF during the entire game. He really, really commanded the offense well. And the throws were just amazing. I mean, overall, 
The throws he was making, the NFL throws, the sideline bullets on the outside on the out routes, the curls, the comebacks. There was serious juice and velocity on those footballs. I mean, those were impressive throws, and he had to anticipate them right out of the break. Before the guys even turned around, the ball was right on their chest, and they just had to catch the football. He knew he had Taysier Mack open because he knew the matchup. He saw, oh, I have Taysier Mack on a safety. That's a matchup I want to exploit. Okay, let's hit him up. Perfect throw. Perfect catch, touchdown. There are things that you look at with Kenny Pickett and you see the cerebral nature, the improvements. He's so, so just wonderful mechanically. He he throws with great mechanics. And you can see why the rises, and then we're not even going to talk about the intangibles, how cool, calm, collected, how, these, how this team seems to play for him, how during the key situation of the game, when Pitt needed it most, on a key third down, he laid out, got the first down, and then on a third and seven, asked for a quarterback power and wanted the football. This guy is a leader. The intangibles are all there. Kenny Pickett helped himself because he put together just about everything you could have wanted to see against Clemson. He had the throws. He had the velocity. He had the mobility. He made. He lo- He overcame a former foe that was really a thorn in his side. The intangibles, the leadership, it was all there. Now, I'm not sure if I would have him as quarterback one. And I don't know. 15th overall seems a little bit rich to me. Again, if you want to check out my, my Kenny Pickett NFL draft profile, I don't think a lot's changed since then. I think Pickett's made a ton of strides this year. But I definitely still think there are things to worry about with Kenny Pickett as an NFL prospect. As a college football quarterback, he's a phenomenal player. There's no doubt about that. This guy's one of the best college football quarterbacks in the country. He's a phenomenal player, but when you talk about going to the NFL, it's a different game. And there will be things that Kenny Pickett will have to answer to throughout the pre-draft, pre-draft process. His hand size, for example, is going to be really big. And I also think, you know, while I like his mechanics, it's kind of similar in the way that Baker Mayfield is. Um, when you kind of look at his legs, he has this very wide base. It's almost like a baseball outfielder getting winding up to throw it. And it's very weird. It's unorthodox, and you kind of want to slow that down a little bit because it can be a little bit of a long windup. And he also escaped out the back door of the pocket a little bit too much for my liking. But there are really good traits here. And he reminds you, you know, when you look at him overall, I think he reminds you of a guy like a Teddy Bridgewater type quarterback. Who, I think Teddy, you know, for all that Teddy does, he's not an elite quarterback by any means. But he can be a solid game manager. He can be a solid quarterback. I think that's the type of guy that Kenny Pickett can be at the next level. And he helped himself out against Clemson, though, because he continues in a weak quarterback class. This 2022 class is not great. I mean, Malik Willis hasn't played well the last few weeks. Matt Corral is playing well, but kind of hitting a rough patch here. I mean, it's just not a great class, right? This class is not good. Sam Howell hasn't lived up to expectations this year. It's not been great. And... Pickett is the one that's rising to the occasion and stamping his name on everything. And he's stamping his name and making a statement. And this Clemson game was the ultimate statement. And that's what he did with his draft stock. He put his statement on that game. He said, this is who I am. This is who I can be at the next level. And I think the NFL took notice. All right, folks, I want to talk a little bit about Pitt. Are they feeling the effects of the Clemson game already? Are they starting to see it? creep up but before i do that folks i want to let you know about prize picks because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy i love it and i know you will too prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five as well as the mid-major players 
you may have never even heard of. Price Picks offers any profit you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown. So folks, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you use our promo code locked on again, it's promo code locked on. You can pick 2 to 5 players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus their projected numbers. Price Picks also will allow mixed sport entries, so feel free to do that as well. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use our promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day. Available on all platforms. Make sure to leave a five-star review. All of that good stuff, folks. Is Pitt starting to feel the effects a little bit of their win over Clemson in the strong start? So Pitt hadn't had a commitment here in a minute. In a good hot minute. And now all of a sudden, this week, after they beat Clemson, they get two commitments right off the bat. Zion Fowler, a 2023 commit, actually, who impressed Brennan Marion at one of Pitt's camps this summer. They offered him. And (laughs) the funny thing about that one was, believe it or not, that Fowler was actually at Virginia Tech visiting them. He had gotten an offer from Virginia Tech. And liked what Pitt had shown in that game and committed as a result of that. Always a cruel game recruiting is, and sometimes that's just how it goes. And then Kyle Lewis as well flips from Temple to Pitt, a star linebacker. So Pitt gets two nice commitments here, uh, two two decent offer sheets. Um, Lewis had had well, obviously was committed to Temple, but also was being pursued by teams like Penn State. Um, teams like that. Fowler obviously had a few ACC offers, um, from Boston College, um, Virginia Tech. Few things, and 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 that was the the big thing, you know. Fowler getting that offer out of the camp, and now Pitt has two commitments. AJ Davis also transferring. I'll be real with you. A.J. Davis transferring caught me by surprise, especially now that Abandoned Canned is hurt. You would think, okay, this is A.J. Davis's chance to get back in the rotation. He's finally healthy. Then you look at the logic. It makes sense now. He wants to redshirt. He'll have another year of eligibility if he can redshirt. And as such, he'll have another year to play football. I totally get with A.J. Davis. That's exactly what he was thinking. It, it had to be everything that he was thinking. So Davis is gone. So now it's kind of be very interesting. If Evandy Candy can't suit up and say one of Vincent Davis or Rodney Hammond happens to get dinged up and they can't play, the question would be who would be the next man up? Would it be Todd Sibley? Would it be Daniel Carter? I don't know. We've seen Carter a little bit this year. But there's options there, but the but the, the depth is a little bit thinner now. Um, you hope a banning candidate plays. You you trust Davis and Hammond completely. If they have to go forward, they are really good players. Both of them proving that they're they can be nice all around backs. Hammond just looks like a revelation, man. He really looks 
so good right now. And and that that won't be too much of a concern for Pitt. Again, I don't think the AJ Davis transfer is anything to do with really anything around the environment. I think it's more so him wanting to play and him realizing that he's been passed up on the depth chart, which is completely understandable. And I think very, very, very apparent that Abanikanda Davis and Hammond are both above him on the depth chart at this point. And then coming in next year is also Chayna Wakabu, who is going to be a real, real speedster as well, who might have a chance to have some uh, success as well if he can show out early. So that that's another thing, you know. Young guys coming in, A.J. Davis is going to go get a new start. However, I will say this. I think Pitt is starting to feel the effects of the Clemson win because you can see the recruits. Just look at the recruits and what they have said since Pitt won that game. Just the the atmosphere. The It's not about people will say, yeah, it was nice. It was better than I expected usually. No, this one was legitimately, oh, it's great. The crowd was electric everything it had a big game feel and they won big game and, and I want to win big games and it felt like Pitt was a big school that's on the rise and it gives Pitt this outside perception of this is a team on the rise this is a team that I'm gonna play big games meaningful games in and especially when you are a player that sees for example the development of Kenny Pickett if you're a quarterback you say wow that can be me that can be me you see a guy like Jordan Addison that could be me you see guys in the past like Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones, and this is why the defensive line recruiting has been so good, right? You see guys like Jalen Twyman. You see guys like Aaron Donald, and you say, whoa, that could be me. And then you look around this team right now, and you see these players, and you see the improvement, and you see it, and guys buy into the vision. That could be me. I could be playing in these big games. Pitt looks like they're going in an upward trend. Pitt looks like a program that's on the rise in the ACC and they look like a passionate fan base. And look at what happens. You get commitments. You get guys that really, really, really want to get involved with the program. And you have guys that are really feeling like Pitt is a viable, viable option. I'm not certain you're going to see a ton of effect on the 2022 class. Now, I think you could. There's a possibility. There's definitely the possibility there. That the 2022 class could be great for Pitt, but I think you're going to see the Clemson perception. If, if they have a good year, if they go 10 and 2, maybe finished ranked and stuff like that, you know, I think that you're going to see recruiting really take a shot up. And in the Coastal Championship, if they get an ACC Championship, that'll be a great recruiting chip. The 2023 2024 classes are going to be really good. You saw the uptick after the Coastal win as well the the coastal championship at, in the 2018 it wasn't really the 2018 class it was the classes afterwards where they were landing guys like Hayes, Nakai Johnson, Jordan Addison, all these really talented guys that were that were very high pedigreed and and they got great offer sheets and Pitt was landing them because wow they could sell that they were on the upswing and because of that I think you're seeing partially that the bump from that you're also obviously seeing that from Kenny Pickett who has just been phenomenal but you are starting to see the talent bump. And if you win the ACC, win the Coastal, it's just another thing you have to capitalize on as Pat Nurgis. You get the recruiting bump going up. More talent coming into the program only means higher expectations. It only means, hopefully, better results in Pitt's future. All right, let's go on to Miami. Let's talk about them for a little bit here. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Built Bar. Because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Usually protein bars are chalky, waxy, just not good. You know, you feel like you have to take them, but you don't want to. 
Built Bar is not like that. Built Bar has so many good flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry bar. See, there's so many flavors. They all taste good. But Built Bars are also low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So you get all the healthy benefits on top of the deliciousness that they bring. So this month, Built.com, they are going to come out with a new Limitine flavor every three to four days. So check the website offer very, very, very often because... You don't want to miss out. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15. And that's the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off on your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Folks, betonline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface is here for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on their first deposit. So you can use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Again, that's a promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus. So from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, and let's talk about Miami a little bit. I do want to highlight their secondary. It's a little bit of a different secondary now, a very young one, a very green one, a very motivated one, but boy, is it an inexperienced secondary if there ever was one. And the thing about Miami is, it's so easy to go look at their stats right now and say, okay, Pitt, man, they should win this game running away, and... Maybe, yes. Certainly possible. I'm not going to put it past them. I, I never am going to put that past them. I think they could win that. Yeah, this game running away. I think there's definitely a, a certain factor of elements that would have to go right for that. But I also think that there's definitely the elements to do that. I think there's also the elements for Miami to win this game in a Western Michigan-style um, game. So I think that there is certainly that going for Miami. But I think the most interesting thing here... When we're talking defense, Miami's defense specifically, versus Pitt's offense is more so maybe not the front. The front's going to be who the front is. It, it is what it is. Yes, they're inexperienced, but you see a lot more familiar faces there. You know, Jonathan Ford, Zach McLeod, like those are more recognizable names. Amari Carter, like very recognizable. But, 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 the secondary, not at all. You have Marcus Clark, you have Tyreek Stevenson, you have Isaiah Dunson, I mean, James Williams, Gervin Hall, Cameron Kitchens, like, these are really young guys, really young guys, four of them true freshmen, that's really, really young, no matter how you slice it, dice it, whatever you want to say. This is an inexperienced secondary. With Bubba Bolden now out for the year with a shoulder injury, he will probably test his NFL pursuits, you would imagine. Now they are going to be kind of an unknown. Like, how do you expect to really look at this Miami defense 
and the Miami secondary, more importantly, and evaluate them. It's so tough to evaluate a secondary that simply hasn't played much at all because that's the truth with Miami. I mean, these guys are young. There were a lot of coverage busts. I mean, a ton of coverage busts. And that's the thing. I mean, man, NC State had opportunities. The end of the half was a complete bust. Yes, Manny Diaz shouldn't have called the timeout. It is what it is. They busted that coverage for the touchdown. And then Emezi made a really nice catch. That was a complete bust. Devin Carter dropped three balls, one of which, if he had caught the crossing route, he probably takes for a touchdown. So, you know, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about when what Pitt can't do. Pitt can't have stuff like that. Because you look at what NC State did. Man, they had opportunities. They had a lot of opportunities, and they left them on the field. They left them big on the field. And in my opinion... When you, that's the stuff Pitt can't do. The drops, you know, they can't come out here and play like it was Virginia Tech. I, I really think, like, Casey Mack can't drop three balls. He can't do it. Now, when you look at overall what they will bring to, ta- to the table, Miami, the young guys, speed, they will bring aggressiveness, they will try to make splash plays, they will try to make big hits, but man, there are going to be more flash in the pan. I think it's going to be more flash rather than true discipline. I think there's going to be opportunities here, especially if Addison plays. If Jordan Addison plays, Kenny Pickett might pass for 400 yards in this one. He's got a chance to do it. He really does. I mean, this is a talented secondary, but not one that is particularly fruitful yet. I think they could be by the end of the year, but this is one where you're really just working through it. And there's been some really impressive plays by guys like Kitchen and Hall. I've really been impressed by those guys. Dunson, I think, has made a few nice plays too. Um, but, man, you can just tell there are guys that are still learning through their technique through the entire season at when Manny Diaz has been trying to figure out what to do in the secondary. I think he's kind of found the right combination now. But, 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 you just look at what they bring to the table when there's a lot of raw talent that's still not melded yet. And that, for Pitt, is still opportunity. Because what they really needed was someone to step up and take advantage of those opportunities last week. In the passing game, did anyone really do that? I don't think so. But we also didn't get a lot of... It was a very short sample size... And Pitt, when you are going against an experienced secondary like this, you just got to do what NC State didn't do, and that's not drop the football, right? Don't drop the football. Make the catches you're supposed to. I think even without Jordan Addison, I think Pitt's going to be able to get open. Jared Wayne, Lucas Kroll, they have, you know, Melky Stovall. Um, they have plenty. Taysier Mack, they have plenty and plenty and plenty of talent there. Plenty of it. The bigger thing is going to be can Pitt take advantage of when they give them the opportunities? And they're going to have to. Because I think that's going to be where you see the fruits of Pitt against this secondary. And it's not even that, you know, Bubba was playing great this year. He really wasn't. Um, the, the injury that they think they said it was a torn labrum in his shoulder uh, was really affecting him. Missing tackles. He wasn't playing the physical brand of football that Bubba Bolton plays and the way he's known for and Duncan's played really well playing that physical brand of football coming up making a few big plays 
He looks like a ball hawk. He looks like a really good player. Avante Williams as well. I cannot forget about Avante Williams. He's played well. I mean, these are guys that have played really well for them. So you're going to get double... You're going you're to get two true freshmen in Cameron Kitchens and James Williams starting at safety. Very talented duo. Could both be really good players. However, man, are you going to, like... Are you confident as a as a Pitt fan that you can attack two freshmen? Even, no matter how good the true freshmen are. There's lapses in true freshmen. And there are two, two, two true freshmen that are going to have to work off each other. That are going to have to somehow communicate with each other well. No coverage busts. They're going to be going against perhaps Jordan Addison. They're going to be going against a really good group of receivers here. And Pitt should be able to take advantage of that. I think this is the big opening for Kenny Pickett and the offense and what they needed. Because these guys, while they're talented, they can exploit the inexperience, I think, of this Miami group. They're kind of getting a baptism by fire. And I believe they will see and feel the fire from Kenny Pickett and company on Saturday. All right, folks, tomorrow we will continue to dive into Miami. We'll talk though more about their offense. Can Pitt's defense hold up against Tyler Van Dyke and the newly revitalized Miami Hurricanes offense? Folks, as always, thank you for making Locked On Pit your first listen every day, but I want to make Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes with ACC expert Candace Cooper. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pit.